0: This is Susanna Hills podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. I'm so delighted to continue Isaiah 53 today. And today we're going to be talking about the fact that Jesus is stretching, liberates us. So He's stretching His death and His resurrection, liberates us, brings freedom to us. There's been a gap. Worldwide, friends, throughout all the generations, there's been a great gap. There's been a great divide between God and between man. There's been a great gap between, between God's goodness, God's grace, God's freedom, and man experiencing it. Gaps are extremely frustrating. And gaps can be life-threatening if you've ever been at a gorge or if you've, if you've been at a, a canyon and, and, and you, see, you literally often see these signs and you see these kind of guardrails that keeps you from falling off. Because if there's a gap, if there's not a bridge, maybe sometimes I've even seen some half-built bridges, and if there's a gap between this side and the other side, no matter how great your vehicle is, no matter how good your intentions are, if there's not a bridge to bridge the gap, That could be life-threatening. You could put your life in danger by engaging in that gap without a bridge, without a way to get to the other side. And I've learned this, friends, is that that all of man's attempts, all of man's uh, um, uh, desires or even um, uh, attempts to try and bridge the gap, in our own strength we have not been able to bridge the gap, friends. And sometimes when you are living on this side of the gap, All of God's goodness and God's glory and the inheritance we have in God and something of the promises of God and even something of the the greatest privilege is our relationship with God, our right standing with God, our eternal salvation and our identity and our value in Christ is on the other side usually of a gap. And this gap is huge, friends. And you might say, but Mark, God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. How can there be a gap between me and God? I'm here to say to you, friends, I've been married for about 20 years. We we're celebrating 20 years this year, and Marie and I have slept in the same bed, but sometimes experiencing a gap between us. We've driven in the same car, and it feels like the Grand Canyon is between us. There's like a massive gap between us, because even though we might be in the same space or in the same room or in the same bed... EMOTIONALLY, SOMETIMES SPIRITUALLY, SOMETIMES EXPERIENTIALLY, THERE'S A CANYON BETWEEN US, THERE'S A GAP BETWEEN US. AND THE ONLY WAY FOR THAT GAP TO BE CLOSED IS NOT FOR US TO ONLY PHYSICALLY MOVE CLOSER, BUT FOR US TO HUMBLE OURSELVES AND TO BE ABLE TO, to, to SHARE OUR HEARTS AND SOMETIMES TO ASK FOR FORGIVENESS AND SOMETIMES ENGAGE WITH ONE ANOTHER IN A WAY THAT CAN BRIDGE THE GAP AND BRING ABOUT A RESTORATION OF INTIMACY. And I think one of the biggest wins and the biggest things we can celebrate on Resurrection Sunday is the fact that Jesus Christ rose to defeat death, but also to, 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 to finish the great work and to bring about freedom and liberty so that we can have intimacy with God. It says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, Paul writes, he says, that I might know Him that, and the power of His resurrection. See, knowledge, intimacy, and resurrection go together. But resurrection, friends, is on the other side of death because Jesus had to pay a price. Jesus had to bridge a gap. He had to fill the gap so that you and I, he had to stretch out. He had to stretch himself in order to fill the gap that that came between you and God, God, me and God, between us and God. Jesus had to stretch, stretch to fill the gap so that we can experience the resurrection life that he bought for us on the cross. I believe that this gap disconnects you and me from freedom. Often people might be born again, but they are still struggling, and they're bound, and they might still be, still be in a cycle of pain or a cycle of addiction, and God wants to bring about freedom. Some people, um, there's a gap between you and receiving from God, learning how to receive from God because, because you've been lied to. Some of us have been, like I said, been disconnected from experiencing him. Now, Rory Dyer speaks about how when he studied Isaiah 53, and, and I've done it numerous times, he said he went on his knees and he said to God, God, please reveal to me what you've done for me. Reveal yourself to me through Isaiah 53. Because what Rory says is he says, he says he would read Isaiah 53 on his knees, a posture of humility, a posture of saying, show me how you stretched yourself out for me, Jesus. Show me what, the, what you had to do in order for this great inheritance. For me, for me to experience you, for me to know you, for me to experience your restoration and your freedom. See, I believe there's an awe and an honor when we engage with Jesus our King, and we, we engage not only with who He is, but also how He had to suffer for us. And we're going to go, we're going to literally read from verse 10. Let's get into Isaiah 53. It says, Yet it was the Lord's will to crush Him and cause Him to suffer. See, it was the Lord's will TO CRUSH JESUS. FRIENDS, THIS IS MASSIVE, BECAUSE MANY PEOPLE THINK THAT GOD WANTS TO CRUSH YOU IN ORDER FOR HIS WILL, AND GOD WANTS TO BRING ABOUT SUFFERING TO YOU SO THAT GOD'S WILL CAN BE ACCOMPLISHED IN YOUR LIFE. FRIENDS, YOU MUST UNDERSTAND THAT THE WRATH OF GOD, GOD'S WRATH, GOD'S CRUSHING WAS POURED OUT UPON JESUS. AND HERE'S THE THING, FRIENDS, NOT JUST BECAUSE, NOT JUST FOR for THE FUN OF IT, BUT BECAUSE GOD UNDERSTANDS THAT, THAT SIN IS CRUSHING TO THE HUMAN human, humankind, sin crushes relationships, sin crushes destinies, sin crushes people's lives, and so Jesus had to be crushed on the cross, he had to take the punishment for sin, he had to take the wrath of God, he had to be caused, he had to suffer, so that someone had to pay the penalty like we've spoken, it says, and though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his, off, uh, his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. See, this was the will of the Lord prospering in the hand of Jesus Christ. Literally, the the reality of God saying, actually, this is my will for him to be crushed, for him to suffer, for him to become an offering for sin, because we understand that sin destroys lives. Sin creates a gap between us and God, and it's it's it's... It's sin that's that canyon between you and God. It's sin that, that, that separates us from God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Romans chapter three, uh, 6, verse 23. Romans 3, 23 says that, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. There's a gap between you and me and God uh, because of this thing called sin. Now sin, you might say, but my, what is sin? Sin is merely missing the mark. It's, it's, it, 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 it comes from this... This Greek word hamartia, which means you and I missed the mark. God's God's called us for something great, but we missed it, and it's it's like we've fallen short of the glory that God's got for us. Like Adam and Eve, when they they were clothed in glory, I believe that when they were in communion with God, when they were in fellowship with God, they were in communion with God. And then when they engaged with the lies of the enemy, and they engaged with uh, with sin by eating of the forbidden fruit. What happened to them, the Bible says, scales fall, fell off their eyes, they saw themselves naked, and they were literally friends. They, they realized, I believe, that the glory had departed from them. The Bible actually says that it's th- th- um, actually when you lose the presence of God, sin is this, is this root that, that, that brings about, a, sadly, a loss of the glory of God. It makes you fall short of the glory of of God. And so what Jesus had to do on the cross is he had to be stretched. That's why it was so powerful. I I hope you can see this on the camera. But Jesus stretched out his arms because what I believe, and I've seen this picture so many times, is that if man is on this side and the Father is on that side, someone had to bridge the gap. Someone had to be stretched on the cross. Someone had to be saying, it is finished. Someone had to pay the price. Someone had to be stretched so that the link between man and God can be restored, so that the bridge that that separated, that sin that separated you and me from God can be overcome. And the way Jesus did it was the Bible actually says that he became sin for us so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ. See, there's a greater purpose. Jesus Christ, the Bible actually speaks so powerfully about this stretching that liberates us, that brings about the bridges the gap, that liberates us. This stretching is so powerful because there was a far greater purpose. And this is what kept Jesus on the cross. Uh, Because the Bible actually says in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us, wow, that hinders us, that comes between us and God, he says, and the sin that so easily entangles, that that robs us of freedom, robs us of our destiny, let's throw that off and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. He says in verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus. So how do we do this? How do we throw off sin? Do we throw off sin by focusing more on sin? Do we throw off... Everything that hinders us or the sin that entangles us by actually rehashing it or or calling breaking ourselves down or beating ourselves up like some religions will do is they'll beat themselves because they will feel like they need to put themselves through pain in order to get free from sin. That's not the way to get free from sin. Friends, by focusing on sin, you'll actually just become more focused on sin and You'll probably put more hope and strength in yourself, and then the gap will not be bridged. But actually, you'll actually still be more isolated from God and more saturated with yourself and the lies of the enemy. You can run with perseverance this race when you fix your eyes on Jesus. The Bible says the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Another translation says the author and the finisher of our faith because he said it's finished. And that faith, we need his faith in order to run focused on Him and in order to engage with our eternal Heavenly Father. He says, listen to this, for the joy set before Him. So when Jesus was on the cross, there was joy set before Him. He could see beyond the cross. As the Bible says before Him and He endured the cross. So he He had joy because could see on the other side of the cross. That's what we're celebrating today. Jesus did not only experience the cross, he saw the resurrection and with the resurrection came resurrected life for his children, for his brothers and sisters, for you and me. Resurrection life for us the, the children of the Father and the brothers and sisters of Jesus, He is our older brother, it says in the Scriptures, and He is the firstborn among many. Now we can be born from above. We can be a resurrection. We, we can be filled with resurrection life. We can be men and women of the resurrection. Because He was resurrected, we can live resurrected lives. It says, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. On Resurrection Sunday we're celebrating that Jesus Christ not only went to death, but He went through death to be resurrected and to be ascended. It says in verse 3, Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And so I want to preach this on Resurrection Sunday, stretching out, enlarging the place of your tent, increasing in your capacity, growing in your experience. Being stretched, being challenged, being uncomfortable, friends, is only possible when we fix our eyes on Jesus. It's only possible when we consider Him, when we consider who He is, when we consider He's stretching. I believe that it's He's stretching that empowers our stretching. It's He's stretching that brings freedom for us to stretch, not with our strength, but with His strength, I believe one of the greatest gaps that Jesus came to fill was not the gap only between us and the Father, but also the gap between us and His empowering. Religion says you are the source of your power. You are the solution to your disconnection from God. You are the one that can bridge the gap. Relationship with Jesus says He is the source of our power, and He gives us His Spirit He's empowering His grace in order for us to walk in everything that He has for us. And there's been a gap, friends. There's been a gap between us and, be- and the empowering presence and power of God. And we've been disconnected from the Holy Spirit. And we've been disempowered in ourselves. And by Jesus Christ being literally murdered on the cross, and by Him conquering death, And by Him, and we're going to celebrate this this year again, and we celebrate it every year, by Him giving us His Spirit, He's empowering. Friends, by doing that, listen to this, friends, He has now empowered us. And so just like there's been a disconnect between us and our Father, our relationship with God, our right standing with God, just like there's been a disconnect between us and our eternal salvation, there's also been a disconnect between believers and the empowering of the Spirit. And Jesus Christ, came to die, to be stretched on the cross and to rise, be risen from the dead so that you and I can be reconnected with his empowering. You can live in victory because of his empowering. You can stretch out, not in your own strength, but in his, you can leave your comfort zone and enter the faith zone because of the price that Jesus paid on the cross. A.W. Tozer said, he said, what I believe about God IS THE MOST IMPORTANT THING ABOUT ME. SO IF YOU BELIEVE THAT JESUS WAS STRETCHED SO THAT YOU CAN BE RECONNECTED WITH THE FATHER, THEN THAT IS FUNDAMENTAL TO WHO YOU ARE. WHAT YOU BELIEVE ABOUT THE HEART OF THE FATHER, WHAT YOU BELIEVE ABOUT THE EMPOWERING OF GOD'S SPIRIT, WHAT YOU BELIEVE ABOUT THE REDEMPTION OF CHRIST, WHAT YOU AND I BELIEVE ABOUT THE RESURRECTION OF CHRIST, WHAT WE BELIEVE ABOUT HIS STRETCHING, DEFINES OUR ABILITY TO STRETCH ON THIS PLANET. says in Isaiah 53 verse 11, after he has suffered, after he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. That's what we're celebrating. He will see the light of life and be satisfied. See friends, there's a promise on the other side of the stretching. We started the series with the God of the promise and we spoke about the fact that actually on the other side of stretching, there's the birthing. There's the resurrection. On the other side of dying to ourselves, we experience resurrection of the promises of God and the release of the promises of God. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground, it remains only a seed. But if it dies, it can germinate, it can spring forth, and it can bear much fruit. It can become alive. Resurrection life can be in it. I believe that John chapter 1 verse 4 speaks about Jesus Christ and says, In Him was life, And that life was the light of men. In Jesus Christ is the life, friends, after he suffers, after suffering, after stretching, comes birthing. After stretching comes fulfillment of promise. After stretching comes manifestation of life, manifestation of resurrection. And he says this, he says, that's the light of men. I believe that you and I We'll experience the light of dawn. We'll experience the fulfillment of God's promise. We'll experience the resurrection of some of the promises of God that have died over the years. We'll experience the resurrection on the other side of embracing his stretching, his suffering. And friends, he says he'll be satisfied. Could I prophesy this over you today? Is that God wants us, number one, to know that we are part of his satisfaction. He's satisfied in us. He's satisfied with the price that he paid for us. Jesus said it's finished and God accepted that sacrifice. God is satisfied and now Jesus is satisfied because he paid a price for your life. But not only that, friends, everyone on this planet struggles to stretch out. Everyone on this planet struggles to take hold of the call of God in their life because they are not satisfied. They're unsatisfied, it's like that U2 song that says, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I've looked everywhere, but I still haven't found. Why? Because unless you and I become satisfied in the finished work of Jesus, we're not going to be satisfied in anything. And we're not going to be able to embrace the stretching, which includes, includes embracing the promise. John Piper said, he said, God is most glorified in me when I'm most satisfied in him. God wants you and me to be satisfied, satisfied in him, as satisfied in his stretching, satisfied in his sacrifice, satisfied in his resurrection. I believe he, he continues to say in verse 11, he says, By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Friends, you and I can be satisfied in Him because we are justified in Him. He has taken upon Himself all our flaws, our iniquities, our failures. Friends, being justified is having the gap bridged. Being justified is freedom. Being justified is favor. Being justified is right standing. Someone once said, to be justified is just as if I've never sinned. I'm justified. Could you live in that space? Could you raise your kids from that space? Could you go to work from that space? Could you pray from that space? God, not in myself, but in you, I'm justified, just as if I've never sinned. Verse 12 says, Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong. Now he's talking promise. Now he's talking fulfillment. Now he's talking manifestation of the promise. He says, because he poured out his life unto death, because he was stretched, for our freedom. He was stretched. Now may the Lamb of God, take, behold, may he take hold of the fruit of his suffering. He says, and he was numbered among the transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the, transgress- for the transgressors. Friends, Jesus Christ came to stand in the gap. He came to bridge the gap. There where there was a gap, friends, whatever separated you and me from God, the gaps in our lives, the life-threatening, eternal life-threatening, the, the disconnecting, the freedom-losing, the favor-loss um, uh, that we've experienced, the freedom-loss that we've experienced, Jesus Christ came to stand in the gap. We all know John 3.16, John but on Resurrection Sunday, I want to read 1 John 3.16. It says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. See, this scripture is so powerful. It talks about his stretching, but beckons you and me to respond to his stretching by saying, Lord, here I am. Stretch me, not in my strength, not by my power, not by my might, but by your spirit. Because in your light, I see light. In you, Jesus, is life. And that life is the light of men. My light, my life is in you, Jesus. And as you lay down your life, empower me to be stretched to lay down my life. Why? Because you've called me for it. Because you've done so much for me. And also because there's portions and spoils and inheritance and promise on the other side of stretching. Jesus, you stretched out your arms for me. Now, in response, I want to stretch out my arms in worship and adoration for you. That's the response that Jesus is calling us for, is you and I could now respond in view of God's mercies. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, in view of God's mercies, in view of His stretching, in view of Him stretching out His arms. I now stretch out my arms in worship and adoration, and I offer my life, I offer my body up as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is my true and proper worship. He stretched out His hands. Now I'm resurrected. I've got a resurrection life. Now I can stretch out my hands and say, my life is yours, God. My life is yours. If you're far from God today, today I want to ask you right there where you watch, could you lift up your hands and say, Jesus I want to accept you as my personal Lord and Savior, but maybe you're close to God. I want to ask you to have a moment with God right now. Could you lift up your hands and say, Jesus, I want to be satisfied in you. I want to live my life for your glory. I want to raise my hands. I want to stretch out my hands in adoration. I'll stand with arms wide and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. You stretched. Now come and stretch out my hands. I want to live a life of worship, praise, in adoration. Friends, even as we watch this brand new song, let's city on a hill, as we, we watch this, will, will you raise your hands and say, God, my life is yours in Jesus' name. Can I pray? God, I pray every person watching far from you, may they experience your love, may they experience your freedom, and may they experience the closeness that you brought, because you bridge the gap. But all of us close to you, may we lift our hands in adoration and say, Lord. We want to live our lives in worship, stretch out our hands. We don't do this because of the, because there's a need. We do this because we are responding to your goodness, your kindness, and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.